Welcome to the Journal Star News Podcast. I'm Zach Plahacek. Uh, today I am at the state capitol with reporter Joanne Young, who covers the legislature for the Journal Star. Hey, Joanne. Hello, Zach. Hey, Joanne. Uh, and we're sitting actually in the office of State Senator Anna Wishard. Hi, Senator Wishard. Hi, Zach. Hi, Joanne. Hi, virtual world. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about medical marijuana, right, Joanne? That's right. Big issue. A lot of people are interested in it. So what questions do you have for Senator Wichert? Well, um, you had a bill last session, and then this session you introduced a resolution that would allow the medical marijuana legalization to go to the people for a vote. Um, it's out of committee, but it's not prioritized. So can you summarize the bill or the resolution and then... Talk to us a little bit about what that means that it's not prioritized and where it might go or it might not go. Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned last year, I came um, my first session as a senator, uh, determined to pass uh, uh, legislation that legalized medical cannabis in Nebraska. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get enough votes to overcome a filibuster with that bill. So I came back this year hoping that some of the senators who are against uh, voting a system in place uh, may be more open to at least allowing their constituents to vote on the issue. So what this constitutional amendment would do is it would allow for the people of Nebraska, if the legislature votes, uh, to allow the people of Nebraska to vote on this issue in 2018. And it's, it's, pretty, it's, a, it would, it's a pretty simple constitutional amendment. Um, it just says that um, the people of Nebraska have the ability to access medical cannabis for, the, for medical purposes, uh, working with a doctor. And then if that advances in November, uh, if it makes it to the ballot and advances in November, uh, then the legislature would be responsible for enacting the rules and regulations around it in 2019. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a priority, which means that it likely won't be debated, or do you think it will be debated? Well, I think, you know, unfortunately, having talked to some of my colleagues, uh, I still don't think even, um, even this constitutional amendment, which would just allow for Nebraskans to vote on it, I don't think I would have enough votes with, this, with the current legislature to get that passed. So that's why I chose not to prioritize it again this year. Um, the other issue as well is that there are some, um, some rumblings that I, I would say are, are louder than they have been before about um, a petition drive, about uh, funding for a petition drive to put uh, medical cannabis on the ballot through signatures this year. And have they started doing, have they started taking signatures yet? Or they're still raising money to do that? Do you so know? currently raising money uh, to do that. And I know there are already two initiatives that are out there that are pretty broad um, and frankly need some work. So I think um, if there is a group um, that is interested in doing this, they would need to come back with a new, um, with a, a new um, resolution. I, I'm not quite sure what it's called. Um, for us to collect signatures for. But I feel, I feel pretty confident that one way or the other we're going to see this on the ballot in 2018. And what would be the difference between something like your resolution that comes through the legislature and somebody out there that just comes up with their own uh, language? Um, because I have heard 
too, that it could include, um, you know, everything, recreational uh, yeah. and medical. So, um, obviously, there's grassroots initiatives um, um, already underway with two petitions that have already been filed, one for recreational and one for very broad medical. Um, so there are those. Um, but f- frankly, across the country, the way that uh, medical cannabis has been legalized is through the, a petition drive. Um, unfortunately, um, the rest of the states are dealing with the same lack of leadership in their legislatures as we are, and so it took the people of Nebraska to move, uh, not of Nebraska, I wish, <laughs> um, of these other states to move forward. I think um, there is some potential interest on the national level with organizations that have run very successful campaigns in states um, to raise the money and, and to put this on the ballot. So I'm I'm positive. I'm feeling pretty optimistic and we'll keep pushing one way or the other for us to see this on the ballot for Nebraskans to vote on it. Okay. So Jeff Sessions, um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, rescinded the Obama era um, pop kind of hands-off policy. Um, what do you think that would mean? Would that make people hesitant in Nebraska to go ahead with that, or does it is it meaningful at all? Well, specifically what Sessions is addressing in terms of Obama-era policy has to do with recreational uh, marijuana legalization, and it doesn't have to do with medical legalization. So, um, so I think no matter what, states who have just passed medical systems um, will should be uh, still protected. Um, uh, under the federal government's current rules and regulations. And even if um, Sessions moves forward on, on going after um, people's access to um, cannabis for medical purposes, so pulling it out of the hands of kids who are seeing successful, um, who, have, who have seen this as a successful treatment for epilepsy, or uh, adults with Parkinson's or MS, um, which I think would be incredibly cruel. Even if he did move um, forward on that, this is an exercise in states' rights. We have the 10th Amendment for a reason. States are supposed to be hubs of innovation, and, um, and I think this is a time for us to flex our, our muscles in terms of states' rights. Okay. Um, the hearing on the resolution this session uh, brought out a lot of supporters, and um, Shelley Gillen, who's been really involved in this for, I think she said, five years. Um, her son has a rare form of epilepsy that's pretty devastating um, to him and to the family. And uh, when she was testifying, she said she was more or less insulted um, by people who keep coming up with these reasons why the state should not pass or legalize medical cannabis. Um, it's a gateway drug. It needs to be FDA approved. Um, it would send the wrong message to youth. It will get into the hands of abusers. It's federally illegal. Um, h- how do you address those kinds of arguments? 
Well, first, um, I mean, we already have drugs. You take alcohol, prescription opioids that are legal that people can fatally overdose from. Frankly, you can fatally overdose from table salt. From table salt. There is no case of a fatal overdose from marijuana. So I think that in itself to me shows how much more benign this substance is than some of the substances we have already legal um, in, in this country. You know, secondly, I'd say that while we do need to make sure that we have clear regulations um, to make sure that this doesn't fall in, that any substance that we think, um, you know, needs to be regulated doesn't fall into the hands of those who shouldn't have it, um, we can set up those regulations just like we do with, with any other um, drug, again, that's, that's already legal in this, in this country. And I've never been a senator and a, and a policymaker that thinks it's best for us to legislate and for the rest of the sort of 98% of the people who won't abuse the system based off of the 2% who might. I mean, we're talking about a substance that now that it's legal in other parts of the country, people with very significant debilitating and chronic illnesses have been able to go and try this and it's worked. And the fact that we would be, as, as lawmakers, would deny them of the ability to have that option for treatment, um, to, me, to me, it's one of the worst things you can do as a lawmaker. There was a survey um, that came out or that was done last year, and you kind of brought it to Nebraska's attention this year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so this survey was done, um, well, it was funded by the Marijuana Policy Project, and it was done by a, a, um, a really well-known survey company out of California. And just for those of you who don't know what the Marijuana Policy Project is, they're a national organization that's worked on both medical and recreational um, initiatives across the country. They are really the national organization that's behind the successful ballot initiatives in most of the states where you've seen um, both medical and recreational legalization. So they commissioned um, a survey um, that was done in both Utah and Nebraska to look at, um, you know, taking the sort of the, 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 the typical voting populace who will be voting in 2018 um, and calling them and walking through whether they would support medical cannabis. Um, so actually it was a very, it was a Republican um, a group of people that were polled and it was 70, over 77% uh, across the state of Nebraska support the legalization of cannabis for medicinal purposes. And that doesn't surprise me. When I introduced this bill, I held my breath thinking that um, I'd get a lot of pushback and I can count on um, all of my fingers the amount of times I've had people call in or email in a negative way and I've had countless people from across the state um, calling and emailing and stopping by and telling me how important this is. I think at this point in this state and in our country, there are very few people who don't know somebody who, wouldn't, who would benefit from, from uh, medical cannabis in terms of treating an illness. So do you think that, that 
the groups that want to do a ballot initiative will be able to do that? I mean, probably not for 2018, but maybe in the next few years or? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to do everything possible. We're talking about people's lives and we're talking about people who are suffering um, with pain and chronic conditions. And so this is a really timely piece of legislation that we, we need to get it moved as quickly as possible. So I'll be pushing really hard for us to see something on the ballot in 2018. You'd asked earlier what's the difference between the legislature voting to put this on the ballot or the people um, putting this on the ballot. I mean, the main two things that are the difference is probably a million dollars needed because there needs to be probably 50 to 100,000 signatures collected, depending on whether it's a statutory or a constitutional uh, amendment. So, while, I mean, I would love for the legislature to pass this so we wouldn't have to raise a million dollars to get this on the ballot, um, but I'm pretty determined one way or the other to make that happen. If people are interested in uh, talking to you about this or letting you know how they feel about it, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Well, it's really easy to find me. Um, they can always email my um, legislative account. I, re I, go through, I respond to all of my emails. Um, they can absolutely call in as well. And I think stay tuned. Within the next few weeks, we'll know more um, about how we're moving forward on this. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Senator Wisher. Thank you. Okay, that's all for us today. Uh, thanks to Sen Senator Anna Wishart, our guest, and to Lauren Badalik of Lincoln for the music. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and other major podcasting services. We also encourage you to check out our Husker Extra podcast. You can follow Joanne Young's coverage of state government on our website, journalstar.com. If you have thoughts on today's episode or ideas for future ones, email me, Zach Plahachek, at citydesk at journalstar.com. Have a great day.